Welcome to KCAST, this is Caleb. I am sitting here with a very special guest today, my father, Steve Garcia. How are you, sir? I'm happy to be spending time with you, and I've been listening to KCAST from time to time. And All right. I'm, I can't a believe fan. I'm on the show. You know, I get a little cameo. All right, and the audience we've been looking for. Yeah, tomorrow is uh, Christmas Eve, so this is a uh, Merry Christmas to you, sir. It's a... Uh, it's a uh, Merry Christmas Eve Eve. Yes. From Steve. Uh, yes. You know, you know, some, uh, one thing about dads is they're, that's cor- a dad joke. they're corny. You know? Right there. Uh, so, uh, that's proof. It is, and it's been a great year. It's, well, been a, it's been a year full of wisdom this year. Yes. You know? Yes. Wisdom is great. The great thing about wisdom is you find it everywhere. You can find it in anything. If you're not looking for wisdom, wisdom will find you. It shows up, and uh, yeah. yes, it does. And uh, and then, as much wisdom as there is, if you ask for wisdom, you actually get even more. Yeah. As much as it is all around us, and it's seeking you out, if you seek her, you actually get even double or and triple. And you can never have too much wisdom. That's true. You know. You know. Double serving for me, please. Now it, it is as as much as wisdom, wisdom. As much as. Uh, Wisdom is available. A lot of people don't receive it. Someone once said, I heard a Christmas joke about, you know, I could I could believe that uh, Mary was, you know, a virgin. I could believe mm-hmm. that miracle. The miracle I have a hard time with is that there were such thing as three wise men. <laughs> so, but... Uh, May God multiply. That someone would give up gold. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was was thinking as I was writing this list of things I learned in 2014, and that's the title of uh, that's the title, yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, wisdom from all places. Things I learned in 2014. I was thinking of um, a great memory of my youth with you was listening to Dr. Laura. On the radio, I have these clear memories of no matter what, you know, car you had, always had Dr. Laura on. And, I mean, and she's essentially, you know, a therapist, a psychologist. Yes. And I I got this interest in psychology and how the mind works and how people think and how people behave and why they behave. And then that was a precursor to me listening to, you know, talk radio and listening to podcasts and stuff. She was like an early version of someone I would listen to that I found really interesting. Just, right. Just the art of conversation. Yes. You know? And just people... She's a great conversationalist. She is, and people would call her with dilemmas and basically say, what's my next step? What am I to do? And she Yeah, would, very practical and... Yeah, it was just pragmatic. great to hear. It, it, it actually showed that two heads are better than one because it, it added some uh, other choices. Yeah, and I remember she said once, like, someone would call in, like, oh, I wish it was this way or this way. She's like, I can only deal with reality. So let's look at what is, and then we'll we'll take it from there. Yes, yes. She was, she could be very forthright, and I think that was, uh, g- gave her an edge. Yeah. You know. But she was interesting. Okay, so... Number one here, you know, I've been listening to this guy, Adam Carolla, a lot. Okay. You know, I just saw one of his comedy shows. Great guy. He has a great podcast. 
So he says, don't go into save a nickel mode, go into make a buck mode. I love it. And that's such a symbolic thing for me, because if you're in make a buck mode, everything else will go away. The, the save a nickel mode will take care of itself. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's about fighting the, the big things and you get the, not fighting, but it's sort of like, a, you know, aiming for the moon, you get everything along the way. And it was just this, this mindset of, it's a mindset of abundance versus scarcity versus being in save a nickel. It's like, yeah, there it is. It has to do with big, bigger thinking. Yeah, you big know, thinking. I, I, I train people in sales and... And then you're not worried about saving the nickel. Yeah, I train people in sales, so sometimes I'm telling the sales team, you know, you could think this way, like there's not enough business, the economy is down, and we're fighting over customers and leads. Or you can think, hey, there's plenty of business out, out there, there's plenty of customers, I just have to find a creative way to get them and... It's more of a, a a way of thinking of abundance rather than scarcity. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I agree with that. I like that. And it's, this, oh. big, big thinkers mm-hmm. attract big things to them. They become a magnet of more opportunities, more uh, solving problems become easier because you believe there's a solution. You believe there's business out there. You 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 don't get limited by the circumstances or your or, or your or narrow thinking. Absolutely. And it really resonates with me this year because I have like four time, four part-time jobs and I love them all. Wonderful. And it's great. And, and there's always, there's these offers and opportunities coming in and, you know, to make a buck. Right. And as I, I could budget all I wanted, but nothing beats making the buck and uh, taking advantage yeah. of these opportunities. I and, like and that. Seeing yeah. the, uh, Case in point, you're thinking big rather than scarcity, trying to save, but you're out there. How can I make a buck? And you've attracted four different jobs, meaning you're open to all different opportunities and you're just receiving. You're, you're going through doors, you know? And uh, so, yeah, that's fantastic. It's, it's affected you in, in uh, real life. It has. So. What's N- number two? There? Number two. Okay. So, um, number one is a good one. I like it. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Prager is a talk radio guy that I like very much, and uh, him and Adam have done some shows together. So this is a good reminder for me. He says, if you don't fight the big evils, you'll fight the small evils. So he's big on don't sweat the small stuff. It's, um, It's like if someone doesn't have problems, they'll event problems. So, is does that? So I understand that, right? Is that going along with thinking big again? Where don't worry about the little problems, go for the big ones. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of a, a big mind, and then and and the small will kind of take care of itself. Yes, okay. You know, that's, you know those. Two There's like together. essentials and and non-essentials. Sort yeah, of you, a thing. you don't want to become petty. Yeah, yeah, you that's know? that's. You, you're over worrying about things that aren't as significant let's let's go for the root causes or let's let's go for the game-changing things yeah the things that just really alter things and uh, yeah i hate sweating the small stuff you know i you see know, it, I, I just so far I'll let it roll off me yeah number one and two have a theme of the the uh the way big thinking affects you and uh, they do that's why i ordered it that way yeah no, that's fantastic great
And, um, yeah, Adam's been, been a great guy. He, you know, he told this story. It was funny. I was working construction at the time. Right. I was listening to him, and he used to work construction with this guy. Yes. Oz, and, and he says, when you cheat people, you're only cheating yourself. Yes. So he would say, when you go, I'm going to go pick up food or whatever, and you take a long time, or, you, you know, you, you run your own errands, and you're just, you're hurting your own reputation, Yes. Uh, and you're only, like, hurting yourself in the end because people will look at you and be like, this guy doesn't get things done on time. Right. you you got to serve something bigger than yourself. Yeah. And you said to me earlier at dinner that if you help enough people get what they want, that you'll get get what you want. So if you have a bigger vision that encompasses more people, so if you're saying, hey, I'm working for my boss, I want to be sensitive to his his vision to get this job done. I want to be a good worker for what he wants to accomplish. I don't want to waste his time, and I want to be a good value for his buck. When I help my boss's dream come true, that's one way you're helping yeah. And the great thing about all this wisdom is that it's for you. It's for it your is. benefits. Yes. You know? Being good to others it's, and being a good worker, it's for you more than it is for them. Yes. You know? Yes. Again, that has... Back to the, the again, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing it for you. Right, which which is a bigger vision because it, 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 it includes them and you. It's not just about your what satisfies you for that moment for your convenience or pleasure. So it's it goes back to that big thinking again. Absolutely, you know, our big picture. So you made the list this year as the biggest head. <laughs> the biggest You're number three on the oh, list. Oh, number! I thought that was number three. No. Oh. Uh, actually, it was. You're number four on the I'm list. I'm number four. Okay. Number four, right, let's which is still quick. pretty good. Number okay. one was... Uh, don't go into save a nickel mode. Don't go, go, don't go into save a nickel go mode. Go into make a buck go mode. Go into make a buck mode. Second. If you don't fight the big evils, you'll fight the small evils. Right. So let's... let's and yeah. number three was yes. when you cheat people, you're only cheating yourself. That's right. It's, it's, it's small-mindedness. Yeah. And, it's, 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 and number four is when you said this to me, Yes. I thought about it every day. I repeated this in my head. And this is this year. In this year. Yeah, and this is because it had to do with my four jobs and, and all the opportunities and people calling me and stuff. Fantastic! I'm, I'm, and you said if you have an opportunity to work, work now. You can always play later. Oh yes, man, that stuck with me. I that is good. You know, and every uh, all of us are always mentoring. That was a great principle. Yeah, all yeah. of us are always mentoring and learning at the same time. And someone once said that to me, and it stuck with me. That like like oh. You know, I want to. I, I wanted to go to the beach with you, but I have an opera. My boss called. This he wants to see if I'm available thing, yeah. to work. And she said, "Look, you know, she she said that she you said can always play you later. Can always play later. But if you have an opportunity for work, take it." Yeah, and uh, I've never not had an opportunity to play later. You know, that the free time always comes. The free time the, always the comes. The break, you know. And uh, you work hard. You play and hard. It's, and it's that much sweeter when it does. It is. <laughs> you know? And it may even, you may even have the money to enjoy it, uh, it at a more expensive restaurant. Yeah, and <laughs> the know? food like, tastes that much better. Yeah, And the, uh, the movie is that much more relaxing. Yes, God bless, God bless <laughs> the go-getters. Yeah. You know? That's great. Yeah, can always glad. play later. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. He's, he's a great guy. So uh, this is a line from this Clerks, is, too. And this is number five? This is number five, number, yeah. Number five. Yeah, so Kevin it, Smith wrote this movie. Get to review, too. These are the top fourteen things that you've learned. Yeah, there might be more, but are, I, are I can pick up the pace as we go along. No, 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 <laughs> the, the pace is fine. I'm okay, just, just reviewing for. 
Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a page and a half. So, this is just, oh, this is so good. I love lists, by the way. Okay. I'm a list person. Okay, so here here's the quote. Yes. And it's the end that's important. If you had any sense whatsoever, you'd stop trying to braid up with the rest of the sheep and live your life the way it makes sense to you. Ooh, read that again, that's please. That's the quote. If you had any sense whatsoever, you'd stop trying to braid up with the rest of the sheep and live your life the way it makes sense to you. If you had any sense whatsoever, you'd live your life the way it makes sense to you. Fantastic. That's just being authentic. And that was, I mean, I've had such an interesting journey this year with yeah. jobs and moving around. And right. I went from L.A. to back home and different places. And it's like, I can only be on my journey. I can only live my life right. and be me. And this is my path. Right. And that's the way it makes sense to me. Right. So you get all this advice, but you decide for yourself what's going to make sense for you in on your life because it's your life. You're the final it's court your of appeal. Yeah. You're the final. Yeah. You basically, having heard all this, you know, I'm going to. This is my decision. Yeah. You know, and the so discernment, wisdom, the spirit. It 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 all comes down to if, does it make sense to you? Right. You know. And 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 uh, the reason that makes sense. I mean, it may be 100% of what someone advised or 50% of what someone advised. Yeah. And it's a combination, but the reason you're the final decision maker is because your purpose on earth is unique. Yeah. It's not exactly like nobody else's except for you. I've heard awesome advice that I couldn't do because it didn't make sense for me to do it. Right? Like going to grad school, for instance. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the next one, said by George Adair, and I don't even know who he is. I think he's a writer, but it was such a good quote. Everything you've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. Ooh, I like that. That was good, because just facing your fears little by little. Wow, that's very good. That's something that I have to, to do daily. That's, that's a daily goal. I have to face my fears. And it's going to be through experience. It's going to be through repetitive action, trying and trying again. And again, we were talking earlier. But the benefit is huge when you do it, when you yes. step out. You and I were talking earlier, earlier about everything uh, you've ever wanted. You know, I heard someone once say, do it nervous, do it afraid, do it anyway. Mm -hmm. So facing your fears doesn't mean you always feel this extreme courage. And there's, there's, there's the absence of fear. No, courage is doing it anyway when you feel fear. Yeah. That's that's really what it is. Yeah. And uh, boldness. I think they said that in the same prayer Ryan, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's good. Yeah. Everything you wanted is on the other side of fear. And this next quote kind of goes with that. It was said by Seth Rogen in the movie Observe and Report. Okay, all right. <laughs> he says... Uh, all these great sources of wisdom. <laughs> exactly. It's a variety. I guess God could use anything. And this guy knows if... You, uh, he's uh, standing up to North Korea right now, yes. Seth Rogen, okay. so... A big, big thinker. You know? Yeah, exactly. He's including the world. He's not <laughs> he made a... Wow. His freedom of expression was to piss off North Korea. Yeah, he certainly sparked a lot of conversations <laughs> and news. So in the movie he says, uh, you know, the world has no use for another scared man and I like that not because not it's not okay to be scared because you can still be scared 
It's, it's human to feel yeah, fear. But the the principle of like you can't you, let you, it stop you. Yeah, and and you want to be of use in this world. You know, right. is the implication like I want to be someone of use. Now let me add. So if fear is the the problem, then the answer is going to be something like faith, hope, confidence, boldness. That's where your uh, uh, are just action. Yeah. Act, do it anyway. So those are the things. And if everything you've ever wanted isn't incentive enough, yes, you know, <laughs> to conquer fear, I don't there, know what there's is. Hope. Hope. There's that, hope. That is, yes. that is hope right there. Oh man. So speaking of sources, I like the movie Sin City. Okay. Oh yeah. They had a sequel, didn't they? They, they did. Yeah. 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 Which I had the dream about when I told you that dream. In oh, the dream, yeah. I was watching Sin City with a friend. So oh, the, the, the sequel. The first one. Oh, the sequel. I was watching, yeah, in the dream I was watching Sin the, City 2. Oh, is the sequel called Dame to Sin Kill City? Yeah, it's called Sin City, A Dame to Kill For is, is the okay, sequel. Okay, that's the whole, yeah. But anyways, in the first Sin City, uh, Marv has this line. That was Bruce Willis, Jessica Alba. And, yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. And uh, Marv is played by Mickey, Mickey Rourke in guy, that movie. Wasn't the guy uh, in Harry Potter in there, too? Uh, Lord of the Rings, you might be thinking. Elijah Wood. Yeah, Ledger Wood. I'm yeah. yeah. Ledger Wood. Was in there. So he says, Hell is waking up every damn day and not even knowing why you're here. And that resonated with me. And let me tell you a little story. Wow. Please if I do. could. Yes. So. Okay, I'll be the judge if it's a little story. <laughs> I was on Facebook a few years yeah. ago. Okay, go ahead. And I wrote this status. Okay. I wrote... I have no freaking idea what I want to do with my life. <laughs> okay. I have no purpose, no direction. I have no idea what I want to do. We've all I been was there. in this crisis mode. And, you know, eventually I kind of figured it out. And then a, f- a friend of mine that I knew from back in the day, she wrote a status a few months ago where she's like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. <laughs> it was the exact same thing. This very universal thing. And it's like... Man, there's nothing worse than just having no idea what you want to do. Right. Or what you're supposed to do. And, um, but, you know, there's hope and there's time and, and there's, you make a plan, you figure it out. That was a good little story. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, let me add to that too is the reason it's one of the worst feelings in the, in the world is humans, the two greatest needs of humans is one of those. And it's, you, Everybody needs to feel that they count, mm-hmm. that there's purpose to what they're doing, that yes. they, they have a they have a uh, uh, that they're achieving they're, they're, something. They're important. That they're important. Yeah. That they're achieving. They have there's meaning, mm-hmm. and so uh, uh, so. But if you don't have that, it, or one of the greatest human needs is not met, and that's one of the worst feelings. Yeah. Absolutely. So. And, and again, in these conversations all, all the time, do you do you care about legacy and leaving your mark? I'm like, yes. Yes. That's almost all I care about is I want to have a legacy. I want to leave my mark. I want to create something that outlives me. Yes. That is- I want to know that I left my footprint, that all of this is building towards something, and that until that happens, it's not for nothing. There's an end point. It's all building towards something, and that's me leaving my mark. And that resonates as true with this an, planet. That resonates as true within all of us. And so uh, you have to start be- believing that, that, hey, listen, I'm down here for a reason. 
you know, if if God wanted to accomplish something without me, he wouldn't have made me. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a solution down here. I'm part of the plan. There's, I have important tasks to do. And with God's help, I will find out, find out what that is every day. Absolutely. You know, Next we have... These are good, by the way. I oh, like these. Oh, thank you. Yes. Okay. So these kind of all go together. You may remember uh, Ernest Hemingway famously yes, said... absolutely. All you have to do is write one true sentence. So, did you see Gardens of the Galaxy? You saw that one? Oh, yeah. 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 Actually, probably one of my favorite movies in the last 12 months. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great movie. So Peter Quill is the main, is the main character in that. Okay. Peter Quill. So, okay, so these two quotes go together. All right. He said something very true in that movie. Okay. Okay, because Gamora asked him, so what do we do next? What are you going to do? And his answer was, what should we do next? Something good, something bad, bit of both? Yes. Remember he says that at the end? Yeah, at the very end. And like, man, true words have never been spoken. This guy is fully in realism about... He is going to do something good, and he's going to do something bad. But in the end, the good will outweigh the bad. Right. right? He's sort of, he's a little bit of an anti-hero. Right. Do you think when he, when he was saying uh, something bad, something, uh, make mistakes, or something sh- shady, or what do you think he was saying? Well, I'll tell you. Yes. Because the reason I bring that up is to bring up... The revelation I had this year. Oh, okay. I had an epiphany. Oh wow! Okay. This year that stuck with me, and uh, like Hemingway said, this is the truest thing I've ever wrote. Okay. Which is this epiphany? I have no desire to stop doing bad, but I know that I really want to do good. Yes. So if I'm being honest with myself, like Peter Quill, what am I going to do today? Well, I'm going to do something good. I'm probably going to do something bad. But hopefully the good outweighs the bad. Right. And that's the truth. And all I can offer you is the truth. I think that more talks about honesty than anything. How, you know, the Apostle Paul says, you know, I I desire to do good things, but I don't always do them. He was just being yes. very honest. And, you know, he was like this super spiritual giant. And he says, hey, in fact, the very things I want to do, I just don't do. And so he had the same, uh, you know, uh, contrast inside of him of yeah. wanting to be a good person, but not wanting to do good. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's, that's, I think that's human nature. And, and yeah. honesty is a good foundation because you have to be real with yourself and be like, you're not going to want to stop that bad thing. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point. Yes. Well, we, and, the, and of course, the, the scriptural terms is. They they call it the flesh and the spirit. You know, yeah. How they're how they uh, constantly at battle. They're they're enemies of each other because one wants to go right, one wants to go left, and it's basically, to me, through a relationship with God and being honest with God and not fearing those feelings where we could talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, to God, mm-hmm. that He helps us navigate, so it dovetails into something extremely yes. good. So my response to that epiphany. Yes. You know because we do want the good to outweigh the bad, is the only way to conquer a bad habit is with a good habit. The only way to conquer the darkness is to let the light in. Very good, So you become more focused on the good, on the light, on the good habits, 
Yes. And I become less worried about the other stuff. I think you said it best. It'll take care of itself. I think the best word you said, Caleb, is the word focus. Yeah. You are where your mind takes you. Yeah. You know, and uh, if you set your mind on the things of the spirit. Yeah. You Focusing on to stop doing bad, stop doing bad will lead me to keep doing bad. It'll lead to, it'll lead <laughs> it to will not work. miserable failure every time. Yeah. <laughs> you have to concentrate on where you're going and what you're doing. Yes. Uh, Etc. Exactly. The mind, the mind is incredible. Energy flows where attention goes. <laughs> yes. As they Very say. Very good. Okay, so, ooh, here's a good one. Yes. There are two things, oh, sorry. There are two goals in life. Whoa. Okay, this is me. This is a personal quote. Okay. There are right. two goals well, in life. This is your quote. This is me. You made the list. I made the list. <laughs> wow. I'm you quoting know, my, yeah. Sometimes the best teacher is yourself. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. They're not all quotes. Like it's just things I learned. Self-realization. <laughs> yeah. Or you hear all these different opinions, but they culminate into your personality and you say it your way. And I say it in my own words, yeah. Yeah. Drumroll, right. drumroll. Yeah. <laughs> there are two goals in life. Yes. The first is, don't be an asshole. Yeah. The second is, do something great. Very simple. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like how, that's how I sum up my life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try, you know, not to be a jerk today. Not, not to make the day worse for someone. And then I want to do something great. I think it goes back to the earlier value of, you don't want to end up doing something bad. You want to do something noble and good. Yeah. And so you put your focus... On doing something great. Yes. And, uh... Exactly. But if you are an ass, God will forgive you. <laughs> yeah. You know, so... And it's forgiveness... Those are my goals every day. It forg- it's forgiveness that gives us a fresh start to continue in greatness again. Mm-hmm. And I love that word, fresh start. Are those two words? Yeah. <laughs> fresh Not start. Friends. I love fresh starts. You did rewind, reset, reboot, fresh yeah. start. Have you uh, uh, you heard of Gene Simmons? Yes. This, uh, from Kiss? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Best, the guy best, with the tongue. The guy with the tongue. Yes. Best interview I heard all yes. year was an interview with Gene Simmons. Yes. Just a really interesting guy. Just had the black and white makeup. Yeah, well, I couldn't see what he was wearing. <laughs> well, no, he, well, well, in his, when he would perform. When he would perform in Kiss, yeah. yeah and when he'd go to the, the stores on. and order the makeup, he goes, I just need black and white. Just black. Every, every <laughs> single time. Never, they had all these colors, just yeah. black and white. And big platform shoes. The, the, and the girls behind the counter got to know him. Here comes Gene. Just, I know, just black and white. Here you go. Want to try green today? or No, just black and white. He, he's fascinating. Same order. I, I know you... Uh, Listen to a lot of success stories and interviews. Yes, they do. And man, don't they all start the same with the guy had nothing, <laughs> came from poor, low middle class, lived in his car, and nobody loved him. You know, he yeah, had... and rose for the ring. This guy's—he's from Israel, poor family. You oh know, wow! Flee to America. I didn't know that. Just had that entrepreneur spirit in him, and wow, just believed in the American dream. Wow. You know, I once worked for a manager who used to be the band Kiss's first manager. Really? Yeah. Oh, and then eventually wow. the band grew and they passed on to another manager, but he was one of the first people before they were wow. known. And, uh, yeah, it was great. That's cool. So one of the things he said, I tell women all the time, 
Do not rely on a man. Men are not reliable, especially when they are young. So he's one of those guys who would advocate for a guy, like, get married later in life, you know, be stable first, and um, just um, a lot of solid practical wisdom. Now, did he go into saying that, or he was just saying, hey, look... He, yeah, he went on to say that was the context behind yeah. saying it. He was talking about being being a young man, and... And the advice is like, young men are historically not reliable creatures. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? so d- was, don't have he, the wisdom and the life experience. He was just saying, be aware. And, uh, yeah. And he's like, know. why the advice to women is to not rely on a young man. Yeah. Because they're not reliable. Instead, rely on yourself. Yeah, I, I would even break it down into fractions. You know, I think relying is trust. Mm-hmm. So should you trust a man, you know, rely on a man... Or should you trust any person? Or who should, you know, trust no one or trust everyone? What's the answer? I think trust is given, well, this person I trust 90%, this person I trust 1%, because trust is earned and evaluated all the time and, and strengthened. And so maybe he's saying you don't want to put 100% of your trust in a man at an early age. You mm-hmm. need to listen to your own heart, to your own common sense, to the advice of your parents or other things that you 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 want to grow and mature together. And maybe your trust in that person, he grows in nobility, and now you even give him more trust. Yeah, discern who is reliable and who's not, and and what those characteristics are, or how how much you can and rely on identify, him yeah, at this age, much. at this stage of our real of our relationship. How much can I rely on him? And you don't want to overspend that. You know, you want to walk in wisdom, basically. And, yeah. Uh, but uh, and sometimes God gives you the green light and says, go ahead and, and trust this person 100%. Yeah. And when that, it doesn't mean they're going to be perfect, but it means that we're trusting God that going forward in that relationship is the right move. And you're basically trusting God that he'll take care of all the imperfections and make it work for good, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera. Good old Gene Simmons. So that was good. And then something else he said, you know, he, he says, you know, I I have a band, I have merchandise, I, I write books, I have a reality show, I do speaking engagements. And he says, have multiple means of income and diversify the risk. Who said that? Spread out the risk. Gene Simmons oh, said also, this. Oh, also, actually, that is very congruent with a lot of... Uh, life coaching uh, financial advisors that I've listened to. That's very, very, oh. uh, very in line with what they would say. Well, I liked it with, with my multiple jobs is like, I'm not afraid if I lose one of them because I have these other ones. Right. And I know I have something else that I can add right. to the wheel. And he's actually... So I like to spread out the yeah. risk. Yeah, because your four jobs are like investments. So, mm-hmm. But even if you had other investments, diversify your, your investments and... Uh, for that very reason, yeah. So that's very good. That's very good. Okay, I don't know what number we're on anymore. Oh, good old Uncle Mike said this to me. Oh. Which just was a, was a good reminder. He said... Uh, uh, wisdom from the corner of Uncle Mike. Wisdom from Uncle Mike, yeah. yeah. He said, pay now or pay later. <laughs> <laughs> and what that means is in, in his 20s, he was living it up and having yeah. a good time. Yeah. And then in his 30s and 40s, he... Got serious, got a good job, worked a lot of hours, saved money, did the retirement, you know. 
and um, and I I can feel good about the jobs and the saving and stuff because before when I was playing a lot, I did enjoy that time. Right. And uh, you know, even though I wasn't working full time, but I I can kind of see oh. I was able to play then, and I'm going to work now. And when I pay now, I get to play later. So it kind of goes along with the other thing. Yeah, and I do think there are seasons, too. Yeah. That, you know, you may put off paying now and take a lot of liberties, and you don't have much to show for it, but you don't have much to show for it in one area of life. But maybe you didn't get a tremendously ahead financially but you personally developed in other areas that made you a rich man yeah and now you're saying you know i've got those personal development things growing and thriving now let me do it with money now and Mm -hmm. and and so i think there are seasons uh uh so but that's great yeah that's fantastic but now you're not. Yeah, you're not putting. And I like it because it's it's this true statement. There's no judgment in it. It's just pay now or pay later. You will pay eventually. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Eventually, you have to save money and pay bills, and you know. Yeah, to time, live the life you want. Is it time and place to? So to, you know, your just, dues have to be paid. So now that you're going to uh, pursue the money thing, and you're going to pay your dues with that, and it'll pay you back like like never before. Exactly. All right. Next I have on here, Michael Bay movies are commercials for America. That was my own commentary. Well, say that again. Is that, is that the quote? That's the quote. What is it? Michael Bay movies. Michael Bay movies. Are commercials for America. Are commercials for America. Yeah. I, well, I'm not being too familiar with Michael Bay. Maybe, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. What are some of the movies he's produced? Armageddon. Oh, yeah. Uh, Transformers. Um, uh, The Rock. Okay. Oh, The Rock? The Rock, yeah. With the Sean Connery, Sean Connery. and the Nicolas Cage? Yeah. It's one uh, of my favorite movies. Really? I like that, that. That was early Michael Bay. In I fact, really like that. I, I thought of that. I was watching a commentary for Armageddon, so yeah. I really liked that movie. Right. And they said him and Jerry Bruckheimer, who produced it, were sitting down, and they're like, if, if you want to make a successful movie, have it appeal to middle America. And, I mean, Bruckheimer is known as a Republican and stuff, so he that was right up the rally to do this very patriotic oil rigger drillers turned astronauts, this great movie, Saving the Earth from an Asteroid by Drilling a Nuke. It's such a great movie. (laughs) I enjoyed Armageddon. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's a... uh... It's 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 touches on a lot of emotions, doesn't it? You you'll feel so patriotic by the end of that movie. <laughs> it's a triumph of the human spirit. It's great. It really is, and the the whole point is there is definitely a place for movies like this. Yeah, that's that's what the Liv, Liv Tyler, Liv Tyler, and, and the Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis and, and Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Oh yeah, that's, that was a great yeah. movie. That was a really, and of course, they got that Aerosmith song in there. That's just. Yeah, it just stirs the human spirit. They did the whole soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it's there's, fantastic. There's a very special place in my heart for that movie. <laughs> Every time you hear this song, you think of that movie. Yeah, so that's great. I let movies have <clears throat> a, quite an effect on us. Yeah, you know, for sure. And that one, they they he effectively did what he set out to do in that yes. movie. I think and there's a show, "How I Met Your Mother," that I really like. Funny show. Say that again. 
this show called How I Met Your Mother. Oh, this is, yeah. this is a quote? This is a quote from, from How, How I Met Your Mother. From How I Met Your Mother, yeah, okay. from Ted Mosby, the, the main Ted character. Mosby. Yeah. okay. Just an interesting quote that I like, because we've all had broken hearts before right. in the past. And uh, so the character Marshall has a broken heart, and the other characters are trying to cheer him up. Okay. By getting him out of the house and doing stuff. And, right. You know, to, to little success. Right. You know. And... And while baseball, strippers, and guns can help, the only thing that can heal a broken heart is time. I thought that was a good quote. Very good. Yeah. You, you sometimes... Uh, time heals all wounds. Sometimes the healing process is not yeah. meant to be rushed. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to let it, you know, go through its course. Mm-hmm. And so... The only problem with time is it's not fast enough. You're like, come on, on, time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Oh, Josh Boone is a director. He directed a movie called The Fault in Our Stars. But anyways, he had this quote that I heard on a a podcast with Kevin Smith. He says, If you can do the things you loved as a boy, as an adult, you'll be the happiest human being on the planet. Wow. You know what? I like quotes about happiness. When I heard that, I'm like, oh. I like that. If you can do the things you loved as a boy, as an adult. And it's it's true in the sense of, like, my wiring and my nature hasn't changed since I was a boy. Right. (laughs) I love the same things. When you're a boy, you have more time to, what do I want to do today? And you gravitate towards the things that make you happy. In fact, Kevin says all the time... Making movies is a big playset, you know. Oh, that's great! <laughs> it's it's like a big Lego set. It's a big thing. Instead of moving around action figures and moving around people, you know, I, I can't, you know? Caleb, I can't agree with you more that one of the greatest blessings that one can enjoy here is doing what you like to do and being paid for it. Absolutely, <laughs> you know? yeah. that that's, that is. Uh, then it doesn't feel like work. I mean, that, that, you know? uh, yeah, it's that's a that that is a a grand gift. Find what you love to do and do it. Yeah, and if you can get paid for it, and if you can get paid, <laughs> then you're a very happy man. Yeah, yeah. then you're just a, so there's a pureness because as a boy you're not thinking about money. Right. So it's you're just all you know is is what your heart knows. Right. Is what, that what, you enjoy this? What makes you elated? Yeah. Yeah. Man, if you hear stories about uh, Wayne Gretzky, yes, it's just it's it's so warm and heartbreaking, just hearing him on the ice, age five, with his father, and just the wow. going out there and and training, and just his absolute love, this this pure love for the sport. Yes, and uh, you know those are great stories to hear about. Yeah, you know what I I, I love I, translates. Wayne Gretzky is I. He has a quote that I read from time to time, and I'm going to get about 70% of it right. I hope I don't butcher it too much. But again, it has to talk about focus. He says he goes to where he thinks the puck is going to go. That's absolutely right, yeah. So he doesn't chase the puck. Go where the puck puck is going to be. He he goes to where he thinks it's going to be, and that has to be going back to focus, go to where the, the, the hope, the faith, the happiness, the good is... Or where you think it's going to be, and and you're gonna that anticipation and expectation will make you the world's greatest hockey player. <laughs> and you know <laughs> so, what else? What's that? And this works as a metaphor. He he set the record for scoring. Yes. But he had twice as many assists 
as as, wow. as goals. That goes back to the big thinking. It's not just yeah. his own stats. He He'd was rather a, give someone else the glory. He was a team player of scoring. If to that, do it himself. If that made the shot, yeah, yeah. just you, you got to you. Uh, two are better than one. You could always accomplish more. The more you assist, the more goals you make. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Wayne Gretzky, good guy. Oh, this was a good quote. Thomas J. Watson. I have no idea who he is, but he said this: "If you want to achieve excellence." You can get there today. As of this second, quit doing less than excellent work. Ooh, can read that one more time. It was so simple yet so profound. Yes, read it again. If you want to achieve excellence, you can get there today. As of this second, quit doing less than excellent work. I love it. And it's sort of like just a bunch of small things that build. Yeah. Just try to have excellence in a small thing. You know, it just... Excellence is... A bunch of little choices and decisions. Right. And I like how you put that because, you know, a lot of these things you could just apply instantly. Yeah. You don't say, okay, I'm going to try to be this week more excellent or this year. You know, it's just, just yeah. start it's, right now. Just uh, pick, pick one thing. Pick like, it, it, it's very, I'm going to write this email excellent. I'm going to do an excellent yeah. job. I'm going to, if I, if I don't understand what you're saying, I'm going to say, can you repeat that? Or just, yeah. just, just have excellence and clarity and whatever you're doing just be present and and just try, yeah, try and to do well and and then you just get in the habit of like you actually can become a person of excellence in three seconds just yeah. by saying I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do this moment well you yeah. know, to the best of my ability and boom it's that's that easy yeah it's so that's how you start okay Ooh, speaking of starting always a good reminder Starting is the most difficult part. After that, it's just about moving forward one step at a time. That was more of a reminder that that occurs to me every year, right. you know. But just, um, just the goal is just just keep moving forward one step at a time. Just yes, doesn't matter how slow you're moving forward. Just keep moving. Just keep moving. You just know? keep moving. Yeah. And it's once you start, it's easier from there. Yes. You know. Yes, yeah. I, I saw. I mentioned before. I saw Dick Van Dyke on, on Conan, and uh, he's older now. I think in his seventies, but he's agile and he moves around great. He's in great physical condition, and he was saying since an early age he always exercised and he's never stopped. And he says, just keep moving. That's his, was his advice to everybody. Just keep moving, and uh, whether the benefits yeah. are just uh, beyond forward. Yeah. Now, yes. don't judge me for this next quote, okay? okay. Don't, things right. are going to get raunchy in here. All right. So don't judge me for if this If I do next judge quote. you, can I keep it a secret? You can. Okay. All okay. Right. All right. All right. Now, th this had to do with... Um, <laughs> there was a, a bunch of iPhones got hacked, and these nude photos were released. Oh, okay. That got hacked into. Oh, uh, all these stars and all stuff? All these celebrities, oh, yeah. yeah. I remember the story. Yeah, it was yes. big on the news. These yeah. phones got hacked into... The, got, the cloud got broken, you know. Yeah, and they got spread they're all, all, over the the, cloud. all over the internet, and some were real personal and private. And yeah. They weren't, so, you know, uh, yeah. intended to be public photos. Yeah, but this this actress, Amanda Seyfried, reminded us, everybody takes naked photos of themselves. So, we, uh, whether you're a celebrity or not, it's it's like, it's easy to judge 
someone who has all their laundry out in the open because they're a celebrity or a public right, figure. Right. But it's really like, you know, a lot of people act the same way. A, a, it's it's fairly common. Yes. Well, a lot. You know, it's. <laughs> I think a lot of people take naked photos of themselves because yeah. you're only young once or whatever. You know. Yeah. Well, I think. Uh, uh, I think something can be very common. And still, not every person do it. Yeah, you know. So I. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. is is kind of hyperbolic as a word, but you know, a lot of people. So I yes. don't know. I found wisdom in that. Yes. So, anyways, when a woman says "Hey, stranger," it's a good thing, unless you're an actual stranger. <laughs> uh, wow! Uh, All right. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. That's a funny one. <laughs> I was say, I've, I've gotten a few hey strangers in my day, and it's always like a good thing. It's always yeah, like, oh, hey, nice to see hey, you, stranger. Hey, stranger. That's like saying, hey, who are you? You know, yeah, you're intriguing me, hey, stranger. Like, but I'm not a stranger, which is why it works as a compliment. Yeah. to say hey, stranger. It's kind of like long time no see. Like, yeah, right. Oh man, this is powerful stuff. Go ahead. Okay, so man, when Robin Williams passed away, it was it was really sad. Yes, and um. So they they kept playing quotes and stuff, and there he has this line from Dead Poets Very Society. Very talented man, yes. Very talented, and and Dead Poets Society he plays uh, John Keating. Yes. And um, so sitting around I with liked the him students. In Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting, that one was, of my favorite movies. Oh, that has one of the best all-time scenes. On the park bench. On the park bench. When they're with, talking. With him and uh, Matt Damon. And he's like, you don't know real love because it only occurs when you love someone oh. more than you love yourself. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. He was talking about big thinking again. Yeah. And, you know, he was also talking about how you can have head knowledge but not experiential knowledge. Yeah. And that was huge. Like, you think you know something, but you just know it in your head. You just know the data. Yeah, if if I asked you about war, you'd probably quote me Shakespeare once more into the breach, dear friends. But you don't know about war. You don't know what it's like to hold your friend's head in your lap as he's gasping his last breath. Yeah, the, the experiential knowledge is. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, yes. so so in Dead Poet Society, he's sitting around with the students, you yes. know, and they're talking about, you know, you're paying for your college, and then you go on, and what's the point of it all? What's you know, these philosophical conversations. You know, what's the whole point? Why why bother? And um, he says that you are here, that life and identity exist, that the powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. So that last part is powerful. You may contribute a verse. Yes. This is the point of life. You Life exists, identity exists, you exist... And that powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. You know, it goes back to what you said earlier about how we want to leave a mark and a legacy and, yeah. and do something. We want it. We get to contribute a verse. Yeah, you said one of in the, this life. One of the greatest devastations is not knowing where you're going or your importance or why you're here or not knowing what to do next. You know, but but we're here to contribute to this to this to this to the verse or to add a verse to to uh history yeah and so we are contributors to the the great play of life to to your own story so, to someone else's story yeah. no, no, to no, other no, people's story yeah no good deed you do goes unnoticed because it's it does contribute you're in your, in your contribute contributions are not worthless 
It's what gives meaning to life. However small, however big your contributions, and I'm not talking about money contributions, whether it's an act of kindness or you befriend somebody or uh, you help your boss make money, whatever it is, yeah, you you contribute, and uh, and that that's the heart of man right there. That's that's our deepest desire. It gives you it gives meaning. You get to contribute a verse. Yes, I like it. To his way, yeah. Very good, Robin Williams. Ooh, Poss- potentially the the best movie of the year was a movie called Boyhood. I'm not familiar it's a, it's with a that. Very good movie. Oh, yes. it's, it's great. It's uh, directed by Richard Linklater. It took 12 years to film. Wow. Because you're oh. following this boy from age five to to 18. Wow, I I did hear about that. Yeah, or age six to 18, and um, yes. Ethan Hawke is the father in this, so you get to see him age, you know, 12 years. Wow. In this movie. And the boy got to see the cameraman age. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great movie. So Ethan Hawke, uh, they're having this father-son moment. He's yes. talking to his son. And um, sort of in a, in a, what's the point of it all? You know, what's the point of life? You know, it's such a, no one knows what they're doing. You know, it's, it sort of shows the chaos of life a little bit, the confusion of life. And he says, we're all just winging it, you know? I mean, the good news is, you're feeling stuff. you got to hold on to that. You get older, and you don't feel as much. Your skin gets tougher. Read that again. Okay. We're all just winging it, you know? I mean, the good news is, you're feeling stuff. you got to hold on to that. You get older, and you don't feel as much. Your skin gets tougher. Yeah, so you got to protect your heart... Because mm-hmm. from it flow the springs of life. I mean, you want to be able to... Uh, you don't want to become calloused and numb. Uh, you want to be able to still feel pain and elation. You want, that's, you're alive. Yeah. You, want, you don't want to be emotionally dead or compromised. Yeah, feeling stuff is a blessing that you have to hold on to. And protect. Yeah. You don't want to become jaded. In the great appeal of like coming of age stories, you yes. know, and, and young people is that is how intensely you feel things at that age. Right. Feeling yes. these emotions for the first time. And, right. And and just the beauty of that. And one of the best ways to continue Because you're not always yeah. gonna feel that strongly about something. Right. You're right. And, it's very well said. That's a very good analogy to uh, uh to capture what we're talking about, you know, yeah, me, coming yeah. of age, you know, first time experiences. And, uh, in, on, on the smaller steps, you just want to be present and engaged in whatever you're doing, whether you and I are talking on a podcast. Yeah. I don't want to be thinking about, I need to go to the gym tomorrow or whatever. I, I want to be present when I'm at work. I'm, 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 I'm with my customers. When you're with your, your wife, your etc., or you're at, church or on the basketball court just be present be engaged yeah and so you could feel i say this all the time if i pick a movie i'd rather have a movie make me cry than laugh i'd rather have a movie make me feel something well i'd rather have both you know, cause yeah because you, you are feeling <laughs> laughter and you are feeling tears so you, yeah then you get the levity to, to, to yeah, help the, the yeah, side i want to feel a full spectrum yeah i want to exactly. be, al- be alive but Very yeah, good. I love it when a movie makes me cry. Yes, that's a good thing. Um, ooh, sometimes crying is like cleansing. It just—it's a, it's a reset. It's a fresh start. You're 
Something cleanses it, inside you. It is. Yeah. Like Robert De Niro in The Mission. There okay. is a time and place to, for tears. Well, this was good. I, I remember I, I texted this to you oh, once. Oh, yes. The glory of God is a man fully alive. Ah, I like that. <laughs> oh, God, that Ooh, is a... I read that on a, on a DVD special. I like that. The glory of God is man fully alive. And it gives you permission to be fully alive. I read this quote that if you want to be successful, yeah. quit asking permission. Yes. You know? <laughs> if you I want like to be that. fully alive, quit asking permission. Yes. Be fully alive. Be all that you can be. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, you have permission now. If you're yes. looking for it. I think it gives glory to God when we're fully alive. Because he, he created us not to just survive, but to thrive. He wants us to... To, through the highs and the lows, through the trouble and the good, through the surprises and the miracles, through the life changes that happen, good or bad, he wants us to learn to walk with him and feel the gamut of emotions that give meaning and purpose to life in, uh, in a relationship with him and, and others. And I so. always thought, like, if God is great and we're created in the image of God, we're created to be great. Yes. You know. Goes back to that. They had the seed of greatness within us. Goes back to that. To do great things. That big thinking principle. Yeah. How that just gives you the charge. Big thinking in 2015. Yes. It gives you the charge Come for life. Come on now. It's the charge <laughs> for life. Well, very good. All right. Um, ooh, and then in, in uh, align with that, I don't know where I read this from. Hmm. A closed door is just as good as an open door. God is in control. It actually was the Joel Olstein book. Yes. But I, I read it early on in the year. Uh, a chapter all about closed doors and how it's a great thing. It be is. Be thankful for closed doors. You'd be just as happy about the closed door as it was an open door. In the old song, I thank God for unanswered prayers. Yeah. Because God is actually navigating you and protecting you and, and believing that taking you to a better place. Yeah. That was a huge perspective shift. It's a, it goes back to like. a, a bigger vision thinking like, you know, hey, listen, this is, I'm, I'm fascinated. God is actually guiding me in, yeah. and uh, taking me somewhere on purpose. Yeah, it's almost like there's this quote that rejection is your friend. Because mm -hmm. it means like you weren't ready for it. Even if you got it, it wouldn't have been a right fit. It right. wasn't meant to be. It wasn't, the timing wasn't right. So it's right. rejection is your friend. Right. You know, the closed door is your friend. Right. You know, Tony Robbins talks about the gift of pain. Mm -hmm. Just how all things can be used for good. Not, I mean, not pain in and of itself is like some great thing, but just but how when it's harnessed and used for good and spun in a positive way where something good comes out of it, you know, it, it actually can enhance life where your life would not have been enhanced if you didn't experience the pain. So Absolutely. It's very interesting. So the pain of a shut and door... And you appreciate the, the good times. Yeah, the pain of a shut door is not necessarily a bad thing. Absolutely. In fact, it might be the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. You know, for what came out of it. Yeah. Very good. It's like looking back at life and thinking like, man, the, the top five biggest 
disasters were the top five biggest blessings, you know? Right. All right, I have three more for you. Sure. Three three short ones. And I got one for you at the end. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, all right. That'll be good. Um, and God bless lovers of wisdom. Yes. God bless lovers of wisdom. You, wisdom's everywhere, including Woody Allen has wisdom. Woody Did you Allen, know that? Yeah, Woody no, Allen. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Woody Allen. <laughs> wisdom everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Wisdom is wisdom no matter where it comes yes. from. Okay. Well, his latest movie is called Magic in the Moonlight. Okay. So there's a, um, you know, a couple, of, you know, a guy likes a girl. Right. And um, the girl is enga- engaged to this other guy. But he he kind of like, you know, worships her and and uh, he's like it's not like a challenge. It's like um, they're not like equally matched. So anyways, okay. so this guy is trying to convince her not to marry the, the guy she's engaged to. All right. And he says, "You don't want to be worshipped. You'd be bored." <laughs> but oh, that's a great line. Interesting. Yeah. And it, it it speaks a lot about relationships. Very interesting. That's good. That's yeah. very interesting. Yeah. So take that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think in this sense it's one-sided worship. Like if you can't have someone, you can't be more invested in someone than they are in you, or it's not going to work. It has to be equally invested. If you like someone more than they like you, if you love someone more than they love you, it's not going to work out. He's saying worship, but if you're, you know, worshiping someone more than they worship you, then it's not in balance, and it's a recipe for failure. Read it one more time. I'm I'm going to chew on that one. Okay. You don't want to be worshipped, you'd be bored. You know. Implying that it's one side. Okay. Okay, this one comes from Almost Famous. Okay. Yeah, this this was a good one. Um, this is the circus. Everybody's trying not to go home. And it's a very honest statement. He's talking about being on the road, touring with the band, playing all these shows. And kind of like how uh, life is all about moving, to keep moving. Right. He doesn't want it to end. Yeah, he's like, being on the road and playing, it's a circus, and we're all trying not to go home. We're trying to keep this going as long as it... Because as soon as we lose the momentum and stop, right. we may never get it back. Right. We're just trying to keep it going. That's great. So I like that one. I like it. Russell Hammond from Australia. And lastly, I have a three-word quote. Write stuff down. <laughs> Write stuff down. <laughs> That's what I learned. And, I, and I'm on Twitter. I love Twitter. Yes. Because it's, it's this short thing, two sentences on, on Twitter. So every time I hear a quote I like, I write it on Twitter. Then I went back... Today, I was looking at all the stuff I wrote on Twitter, and it's all these quotes and these wise sayings and you have a, the you stuff have a record. I learned. I have a record, yeah. Like right now, you have a record of your, the 2000, a list of the things you learned in 2014. It's funny you say that because yeah. I constantly text my, I text to myself certain quotes I hear or certain things I think God speaks to my heart, and then I collect them and read them later, and I have lists. Yeah, all these quotes over the years. This was super easy to come up with. I just looked at Twitter and I I wrote some on my phone, and that's fantastic. All right, so what's your uh, my final thought for you? Yeah. Now this is a first. What did you learn in 2014? Okay. Well, it's actually I have a movie moment because I know I know you love movies. I do. And so 
you know, of course, I'm doing my a, a podcast with my son, Caleb. Uh-huh. You know, and I'm his dad, his father. And so it reminded me of a movie moment. Because we're okay. talking about enjoying life and fully in, being engaged. And it was a it was a clip from the movie uh, Quiz Show. Oh, I never saw that one. A Robert Redford film. Oh, wow. And it is about this. It's, it's in the 50s. And there's this particular gentleman who goes on this quiz show on TV. It's a game show. Okay. And after people really like him, and the and the the uh, um, the uh, ratings are escalating. Okay. And so, since people like him, the producers start giving him the answers to the okay. questions. So he'll keep winning. They're ensuring that he'll win because he's so popular, and their ratings are going through. as a contestant. And he feels okay. he feels so guilty. So one day he he visits his parents' house in the, in the late at night, and he lets himself in the kitchen at night opens a sliding glass door and it's light his parents are asleep upstairs and he just he just opens a refrigerator because he grew up there he gets a piece of chocolate cake and milk and he's just eating it in the kitchen and all of a sudden his father comes downstairs put it, puts on his robe he said is it who's down there he said oh dad it's just me I didn't mean to wake you he said I just stopped by just to have a just just to come hang out his dad, he said, "Go back to go back to, go back to bed, Dad. I didn't mean to wake you." He said, "No, I'll come and join you for a little bit. I think I'll have a piece of chocolate cake." So he serves himself a piece of chocolate cake, and so him and his dad are having chocolate cake. And he says, "Dad, I'm I'm here in this kitchen. I just remember being a little boy, and life was so great. It was so fun. We'd run, we'd play, we'd go outside in the backyard, play in the kitchen." You know, he's going through a lot of personal struggle right now, moral dilemmas. He goes, he says, Dad, I just don't think life will ever get that good again. You know, he's, mm-hmm. he's an adult. He says, I don't think it will ever get that good again. And his dad looks at him and he says, not till you have a son. Not till you have I a get son. get to, to relive it with. Yes. And yeah. so you, with, life is good. And I had, I, my joy is enhanced and compounded and off the charts because... I have you as a son. Oh, thank you. You know, wow. so it's just so, a... Uh, maybe I'll have uh, a child of my own one day. Yeah, it's a pleasure okay. to, uh, you know, somebody thinks, you know, your best years are when you're young. Yeah. But then when you have a child and you're a full-grown man now, but still the joys and the elation never stop. Yeah. Just, and I'm going to enjoy listening to this 10 years from now. Yes. You very know? good. Yes. And, and the, seeing where I was then, you yes. know, saying... And by then you'll have thousands upon thousands upon ten thousands of, of, of things I learned of things you've learned <laughs> and you you might be one of those rare wise men <laughs> you know the miracle on the top of a mountain oh, 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 you know back to the uh, you know some people don't have a hard time believing that Jesus was born of a virgin but uh, they have a hard time believing there's wise men out there, but maybe, oh, maybe we'll make the... Can uh, I be the one that has gold? <laughs> nice. While working for jobs, I think it's inevitable. So, so love you. Thank, you. thank you, Caleb, for having me on, on the, the podcast. Oh, thank you. And, uh, hope, Very hope, special hope guest. Again. I hope to come again. Yeah, you definitely have to come back and all that good stuff. And, okay, that's KCAST for this week. This is Caleb and Steve... And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. Yes. Best days are ahead. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. For you. Seek wisdom, everyone. Mm